What up, this is 40 mil. Welcome to Colorful Combos. As the rain trickles down on my shoulders, I take a deep breath in and try to find myself closure because we lost a couple idols to the threat of mental illness. It ain't none of my business, but I count myself as a witness. But I unwrap like it's Christmas, but I'm coughing up rhymes like a sickness. Covering up my face, social distance. I'ma blow your mind within minutes. And I wanna make friends who ain't snaking. Trying to find me a girl who ain't faking. These first world problems I'm facing. Then again, I know who Fireplace blazing, snowstorm, baby, why do we stay here? La 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 di da da Girl, you the one that my heart desires Being out of town got me homesick I reminisce about the taste of your lips Like, oh my God, baby, please don't make plans We'll catch a vibe while we drink it slow dance Yeah, I need a minute just to go through the motions so How are you, man? How you doing? You doing good? I'm doing well. It's it's you know a lot of staying inside and COVID uh, COVID routine. What about you? It's good, man. It's doing good. You know, I'm up in Utah, and that's pretty far from where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rules out here have always been very not paid attention to the best. I would say yeah. uh, I'm in a state where many people don't like to follow the rules like that, and a lot of instances occur where people are getting thrown out of places because they're not wearing masks here but how is it okay. in canada bro is it is it bad is is it bad has it been as bad <laughs> as it was in the u.s well no i don't think it's ever been to a point in canada where it's been that bad mm-hmm. um but much like the u.s you know it's it's very focused within provinces so like it varies on the province that you're in yeah like it does with the states so like for example quebec we were really really bad while the rest of canada was doing pretty well and now it's taken a complete uh, turn and it's it's Montreal now or Quebec sorry that's um, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well but the rest of Canada seems to be uh, spiking in cases so yeah how long you been yeah. in Canada uh, I've been in Canada for pretty much my whole life despite two years but I was born in Mississauga okay um, and then from Mississauga I moved all over Ontario uh, Burlington Sudbury uh, London Ontario and then from there I moved to Alberta okay and then I lived in Alberta for four years Edmonton uh, which was one of my favorite places to live, actually. It was it really, was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting place. It's much different from the rest of Canada, definitely. Is that close to Banff? That would, yeah, I've been to Banff many times because of living wow. in Alberta. It's, yeah, That's it's a beautiful dream. out there. That's a dream place of mine. Yeah, it's really beautiful out there. Wow. So you've yeah. been in Canada through all the different provinces. Yeah. Uh, have you lived elsewhere, like other countries? Like, have you lived in the US before, anywhere else? I've never lived in the US. I've been to the US many times, but, uh, I, I lived in Helsinki, Finland for two years after wow. my four years in Edmonton. Yes. Which was a pretty eye-opening experience for a 12, 13 year old kid, you know? Yeah. What were you doing out there? How'd you get out there? My dad's, uh, my dad's company required him to like be very mobile and mm-hmm. it was a sacrifice that my mom had to, you know, make for the family and stuff too. So, um, but you know, I take a lot of good good stuff out of those experiences. And I think I learned a lot and it's really shaped who I am today. Finland's the place where like, they, I'm pretty sure the Finnish have the best like school rate, right? Aren't there schools like, yeah. immaculate out there? Yeah. It's funny because all the time in Canada, I actually took a class in my college here uh, uh, in Montreal and, and the teacher was talking, the class was called education wars. So it was about the different school systems and stuff. Wow. And uh, we discussed a lot the Finnish education system because it's known to be one of the best in the world. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to experience it firsthand because I was in an international program like for um, like uh, expats and stuff. Okay. 
Um, but uh, it was it was something to hear from like my friends and stuff because I was there when they were really like rolling out the program and everything. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, man. Like it's it's really different. There's no homework. Um, There's their grading scale is like something yeah. out of this world. Like a twenty percent, like a twenty or to forty percent, you're still getting like a C minus or a D yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they're grading more on the the amount of effort, the amount of thought you put into the work, rather than like you know right or wrong standardized answers. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just they're letting people learn the right way. Yeah, it's way ahead of the time. It's way ahead of the time. Oh, and that's why they're so smart over there. They it's gotta, so true. Yeah. It's just, it's just built in the system. Yeah. What, uh, what places in the U S have you been to? I want to hear your opinions on where you've been. So I've been a lot to the New York area, okay. uh, Vermont, Maine, all those places, uh, down to Florida, not very much around Florida, just, you know, like one of those, like Florida trips, you know, where you just <laughs> yeah. go down and you stay at the Airbnb or whatever for yeah. a couple nights. Yep. Typical. Yep. Um, Montana. Um, that's all I can remember right now. I know I've been to, uh, I've been through Yosemite park, maybe is it California or no, you've been probably through, you went to Montana. You probably went through Yellowstone. Yes. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. Crazy. Those bison just walking around, just trying crazy, to hit your man. car. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Uh, is there anywhere in the U.S. that you're like you're dying to go to? You want to go to L.A.? I've been to a lot of places. I, I do want to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a lot of places in the New York State, but I've never been to New York City, which is which is funny. Whoa. So, yeah, I know. I That's really, crazy. I'm dying. I, it's such a short drive from Montreal too, which is like. I'm kicking myself because now I can't get across the border because of COVID. So yeah, they have, it's been closed, right? Since like yeah. last March, right? Yeah. And they, apparently there's no plans of reopening it for another year or something like that. Jeez. I'm looking at you right now, drinking out of your Tim Hortons cup. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> dude, listen, so I grew up in Michigan and yeah. Tim Hortons in Michigan is very much around, you know, not as much as Canada where it's every other corner, but yeah. I am now in Utah and over here, they don't have Timmy's and bro, yeah. I miss <laughs> that coffee so bad. Like, I it's want good, it so man. Bad. It's good. Oh, and it's I want good. some poutine. Like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's some delicacies out here, man. There's there, some delicacies. I love it. Um, what's your favorite part about being in Canada? Do you feel like the Canada has like really shaped your style of music that you put out? I think Cause I, I see the, I see the uh, thing behind you there, the Drake, the Drake flag. Oh, the goat flag, the goat, the goat flag. That's a much better (laughs) word for it. Um, But you know, my style overall, like Drake was definitely one of the first rappers to infiltrate my playlists. Mm. Um, It was, it was, it was cause I grew up a lot with like my dad, my dad's music, my mom's music. My mom listened to a lot of rap pack and, you know, stuff like that. And my dad listened to a lot of seventies, uh, Doobie brothers, Eagles type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where I really grew up. And then when I started finding out, you know, my mom would start listening to Usher and as, as he was coming up and stuff. And mm. that was really my introduction into like rap music and stuff. Mm. Um, but really when I was able to start exploring on my own, um, I found artists like Drake, uh, Mac Miller, who's one of my biggest inspirations and, and living in Canada, uh drake being canadian like he he's someone who rep like represents the country very well yeah and and it really did the the whole ovo thing all the toronto rappers that have been coming up in the last uh 10 years has really 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 given me a different point of view of music and it's really 
given me the ability to shape my music around how I want to sound type thing. Wow. That's yeah. really good to hear. That's I, yeah. I love to hear that because, you know, I'm not very much familiar with, you know, the Canadian music scene, you know, yeah. I, I, of course my bias immediately thinks, Oh, like Drake. Okay. So yeah. is that like, it's good to hear that he's held at a high standard, even in Canadians. Is that Oh true? yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And I think, I think Toronto especially. And I think that there's a lot of people who um, really appreciate what the recognition he's given. And um, that's not to say that there haven't been other successful Canadian artists, you know, like um, uh, the tragically hip and bare naked ladies and stuff. But for hip hop in general, I think that Drake really opened up a door for a lot of people. And someone I take a lot of inspiration from is Roy Woods, who's signed to mm. OVO right now. Yes. Um, and, and music like that, I think that's really the Toronto sound and, um, being someone who's kind of nomadic myself, I think taking that Toronto sound where I was kind of um, introduced to, to that stuff and then mm -hmm. mixing it with the other influences that I've gained throughout my time. Um, it's really given me a, it's given me an interesting ability with the music to sort of go at what I want to hear rather than what I'm trying to sound like. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's your favorite Drake album then? My Honestly, and, and a lot of people, this causes a lot of conversation with oh. a lot of people, but it's it's got to be views. It's got to be views. Ah, oh, man, you know what? I'm not going to hate on it because I conflict on going back and forth between nothing was the same and views. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have the nothing was the same flag behind me because, yeah. man, like from top down, like yep. it's just so good. But like, 100%. Views was such a... Like five years ago, when Views was thought of by Drake, yeah. he started promoting it, and then he released the cover with him sitting on the on the Toronto uh, yeah. um, CN Tower, yeah, the CN Tower, yeah. Like there was a whole story behind it. There was a movie behind it, like yeah. And then he just dropped it, and it was I like, know. holy shit! <laughs> like, like thinking <laughs> of, thinking about it, like literally gives me chills because it was such a well executed album. Yes. It, it just, it really goes to show like what he, like he's got a good team behind him. Like he's got some good people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I've always like really appreciated about him is yeah. he's been very humble and loyal to the people mm -hmm. that's been with him from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about you, like who's around you, who are you surrounding yourself with, or is this very much like a solo thing for you? So um, for me, because <laughs> it started out I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of the backstory of my music but uh I, I'm not I never really came from a background where my family was like super involved in music you know like I wasn't yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. families that was always at the uh karaoke nights at the mm -hmm. at the local bar and uh doing the freestyles with the drums and you know everything yeah. like that um so for me it wasn't really like a huge thing where I was like I need to get into music somehow you know mm -hmm. um I grew up my dad bought me a drum set for one of my birthdays and that's where I really got my introduction to playing music I took lessons I read the I learned how to read notes and everything um but lyrics and and songwriting for me like I, I'm just sort of like a I writing always came very naturally to me mm -hmm. um before the whole music thing started to become really serious for me I was writing freelance for CBC um, I wrote a couple articles for them, which is like NBC, you know, it's the, Canadian. Wow. Um, yeah. So like news reporting. Yeah. So journalism is one of my main ambitions. Um, but then the songwriting came along and I was making songs with a camcorder and a, and a road mic in my mom's closet. And uh, yeah. And, and my girl, and then my girlfriend now of almost three years at the time, it was pretty early on in our relationship, but I showed her the music and a couple other people. And they said, man, you need to release this. 
And uh, so then it came to dropping my first single. And um, so the the team around me is really the people who have really inspired me the most to to be confident in my music, because it was hard for me to take that leap, um, you know, being being in a in like sort of a suburban style community suburb mm-hmm. sorry and being that white rapper you know it's yeah it's, it's it takes a lot of hate before you get any love you know what i mean oh yeah so do you, it do you feel like there's a lot of pressure like that in the like canadian rap uh like industry there i think in the music in- industry in general there's a uh-huh. lot of um there's a lot of that there's a lot of pressure when it when it comes to even just calling yourself a rapper and what the standard of rap is and proving that you got bars, you know what I mean? Like Mm. that sort of standard that everyone feels like they need to reach. But I think the main thing for me, and this is something that I learned like as, as connecting to what we were saying before, but like the people who are um, I'm surrounded with my girlfriend, my family and and my close friends and stuff. Those are, that's my team, you know? Yeah. Um, But they, they were really the ones that also helped guide me to show me that, um, your music is what you want it to sound like. And everybody's going to have a standard. Everybody's, I just saw an interview today with Saweetie and back in 2018, she was on hot 97 Mm -hmm. and the, the, the um, like show host didn't, he didn't like her freestyle whatsoever. Really called her out on it, you know, and, and even stuff like that, it just goes to show, you know, it's, it's your style. You like it. Not everyone's going to like it. You're going to have haters. And that's where I got sort of past the whole, like, you know, race thing in the industry. And yeah, it's more about the music for me than anything else. Mm. Do you feel like, do you feel like you're at a disadvantage being a white rapper or no? I definitely do not think so. I think, I think that it is, I think that I know my privilege as a white, you know, a white kid coming up. And I know the, I know the, the difficulties for people of, of color who are Mm -hmm. coming up in, in music industry and stuff. And I think it's a super important subject to touch on. And I don't take it very lightly. You know, I, I know how fortunate I am for what I have and what I've been given. And, and that's something I advocate for a lot. And I see no limit with race. You know, I, yeah. I just, I, I really think it's an industry where creatives come together and, and we're all sort of alike in that sense. And that's what makes it flow. And it's a beautiful thing when just is. different cultures and everything can just come together and mesh and create the most beautiful very tunes beautiful. and melodies. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about your experience yeah. with Choff. Yes. On, <laughs> I was going to uh, bring that up. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how, for people who don't know, that's kind of how I got connected to him yeah. with, through Choff. He's on uh, what uh, radio station? 94.7 Hits. 94.7 Hits. He's the voice of Montreal radio yeah. out there. And he was on my podcast, good friend of mine. And he had done something uh, for you and yeah. played some of your music on 94.7. Yeah. How was that? How was that process? Like, tell me about that experience. So, oh, it's, it's a crazy, it's a fun, <laughs> fun story. Even just thinking about it, like you got me smiling here. Um, but uh, I remember the first time I heard Choff on 94.7. Uh, I'm a huge 94.7 fan because, and because just, they play a lot different styles of music that, mm-hmm. that other radio stations in Montreal just don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I remember hearing Choff and I just saw, I felt this like, sort of like uniqueness I guess in his mm-hmm. voice on the radio you know his personality and I really I really liked it and so that became like my go-to station with my girlfriend you know we'd be driving home from uh our shifts at work because we worked beside each other and we'd listen to Choff and uh you know we'd have our laughs and whatnot um but I ended up just following very innocently following him on Instagram um he showed some love on one of my songs added me to his Spotify playlist 
And then it came about where I dropped my holiday inspired track, which is Desires, which my my top track on my Spotify right now. Um, but uh, he heard that. And then a couple of weeks after I had dropped the song, I was coming out with the video and it would have been. Yeah, the video would have already been out, actually, and I, it would have been New Year's two days before New Year's Eve. And he just DM'd me on Instagram. He's like, hey, man, how fast can you get me the master wave file of desires? And I'm like, right away. <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, like literally, like the DJ's asking me when I can get him the master file. Yeah. I'm like, right this, right this second, man. So I hop on my computer. I send him the file. And he's like, okay, perfect. You got it just in time. He's like, I'm going to play you on New Year's Eve uh, between nine and nine 30. And I was like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> wow. So, I mean, being one of the stations that I listen to all the time and just like the, the huge jump from, from just like connecting with the DJ to yeah. being played on the radio. Um, and then that leading to the viral TikTok I had, which got me a whole level of exposure that I wasn't expecting for the new wow. year. Um, but I, I can't, I, I literally could not be more grateful for him and what he's done for me because it really gave me a push and it really gave me a good head start um, in the industry. And I think that it gave me a lot of credibility as an artist, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is really what I wanted, really what I needed. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, man. That I just remember seeing the video after you yeah. posted it of you reacting to it and just you being just emotional and, yeah. and, and hearing yourself for the first time on, yeah. on a radio. I had a similar experience when I was DJing, you know, and I performed yeah. at a, at a small hall, but it was pretty big, probably 3000 yeah. people, something like that. And like, my name was on the big board and like yeah. my lights were going and everything. And like, for a second, I just took it all in and was like, Holy crap. Like, this is like real. Yeah. Did you feel like that similar feeling? Like, Oh my God, this isn't really a dream anymore. It's a reality. That is a very great way to describe what I was feeling. And, and it's funny because a lot of people like sort of like said or commented on the post that I had done of the reaction video and said, like, why weren't you crying? And it was sort of one of those things when I, even when I look back at it and it's like, I don't know how to process the emotions that I was feeling in that moment because there's no words for it. No, there, there are no words because it's something so like new, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like you never thought you'd get there, but you're there right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, a, it's not easy to understand in the moment. So I was sort of over the moon excited, but at the same time, like trying to hold it together. And that's where the mm -hmm. yelling came from, you know, it was, yeah. it was crazy, man. Like it's something that like, I, I just looked up to being on the radio so much. Like, mm -hmm. like that was something for me that I got a lot of my music taste from was mm -hmm. listening to radio stations all, all over the world. And um, it meant a lot to me to hear my song that I, you know, mixed and mastered and shout out to my boy at Golden Coast for that instrumental. It's a crazy instrumental, but crazy experience, man. That's awesome to hear that. that yeah. That's amazing to have building those relationships, even just through social media, you yeah. know, like, like me and you right now, I've never met you yeah. in person. I've never talked to you prior to right now, like 30 minutes ago when I was yeah. like, Hey, what's up? And then we started. And that's the yeah. amazing thing in, about creating it's, it doesn't have to be, you know, planned or anything, or you have yep. to be so meshed with the person that you're working with. Like if you are just two driven individuals, you'll create gold. It's that's it's, it. It's it. That's really it. Yeah. Um, it's really magical for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just something that you can't describe. And when with all the work that you put in to just finally hear even 30 seconds to a minute of a song, yeah. like, yeah, it, it makes the five years of prep worth it. Like it's oh, just, so much. So it's something that you just can't describe unless, you know, you've experienced it. And it's amazing yeah. that you have for 20 years old. I feel like you're super mature. 
Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I feel like you're very well spoken. Yeah. Uh, so how do you, you how do you feel like you got to that? Was it like moving around a lot? Was it life experiences? What shaped you into being how you are right now? Um, it's a it's such a funny question because, um, like you're not the first person to have told me that, but mm-hmm. I all obviously don't really see that. You know, it's sort of mm-hmm. just like it, it's one of those things where it just like flows naturally for me. You know, like mm-hmm. my voice kind of just, um that's, that's how I, that's how I, I am, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, but I think that, I think that the perspective that opened up for me when I was able to move around the world and, um, I, I don't know exactly, like, it's really hard for me to pinpoint where, cause I, it, I, I was like three years old and I was like, I was like telling my grandmother, like seeing the people on, on the news, on TV and being like, I want to be on the TV. Like I want to be on the news wow. uh, reporting news. And, and my grandmother reminds me of that all the time. Um, and uh, it was just something that like I was, I, then I grew up, you know, grade three, I was like reading at a, at a level, like two grades above my level. And um, it was, it was something that always like writing and, and reading for me, even though I was horrible, horrible at math, like so <laughs> terrible. Same. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Um, but it, I think that just having that escape where I could write and it was such a breeze for me and I could, I could speak, mm. um, was really amazing for me and moving around sort of broadened that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it led me to super crazy opportunities, you know, writing articles for, for a nationwide news channel and doing interviews and radio shows. And, um, that, that's really what gave me that sort of confidence that I have now. And, um, I'm really appreciative of all of that. And I think all those experiences together, like the fact that I used to do YouTube and all that, um, it, it's come together and it's created sort of what I am right now. Yeah, absolutely. So like, do you want to be like if in your journalist career, if you were to mm-hmm. have one, do you want to mm-hmm. be like on the microphone in front of the camera? Do you want to be an anchor? Like what would be your ideal role? I think journalists, journalism wise, uh, my, my, my specialty, I guess you could say, would be sort of in front of the camera or podcast style. That's that's okay. most of the time where I'm like I have my strengths. Uh, also, writing like writing articles and stuff. But uh, I I think I think the most uh, like the thing that I want to pursue the most with it is I want to incorporate that journalism side because uh, I'm still planning on going to university for journalism, you know, mm-hmm. and ba- and balancing the music thing because I think that's something that. I find personally, even though I'm not a huge fan of school and the whole school system and everything, I think that it is something that uh, gives me a little bit more experience outside of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps with my music. It opens doors in my music. So I want to incorporate that journalism side into my whole like music thing with 20 second exit recordings and stuff. So, yeah, that man, you said it pretty well there, like going to college, as we call it here in America, mm-hmm. university. Yeah, it's something that um you know, like you said, it shapes you. Yeah. you. You experience something in college that really can't be described, whether it's staying up all night studying for a test or, yeah. you know, going to a party, you know, and stuff like that. Like you learn something in everything that yeah. you do in college and whatever you learn there in class or in your experiences going out or whatever, that's just more content for you. Yep. That's all it is. Exactly. I think one experience that I really took away was, was in high school. And like I said, I was really horrible in math. I was on like to the point where it was like, there was regular math and then there was uh, obviously the high levels and then there was uh, adapted and then modified, which was like the lowest, which was like mm-hmm. basically a completely different curriculum. Mm-hmm. I was riding that modified wave for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. 
I remember my tutor uh, for math said, um, I really think you can take on advanced math next year. And I didn't really think that was a good idea, but I went ahead and signed up and I said, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to drop and go to the lower one again. Right. Um, but I worked my ass off that year, like for real. And, mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of support from people and, and that helped a lot too, but it, that really, really proved to me, uh, the whole like sort of, um, idea of manifestation and making mm. your dreams a reality and stuff, because it just took that little bit of dedication and hard work to get that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I applied that little thing to so many other things in my life. And it's brought, it's brought me a lot of amazing stuff. And I'm, I'm a huge, a huge believer in like manifestation and, and just, you know, putting yourself out there to get what you want out of your work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just speaking it into re- yeah. into existence. It's yeah. so important because it's just an idea until you say it. Like 100%, I've, man. it's, it's something that's, beautiful when you just yep. do it when you have that idea and you execute on it and not sleep on it yeah and you're, and you're able to create what you've envisioned it's something that you know that that really hits hard and manifesting is so important do you feel Very like much so that was something that you learned on your own or are you surrounded by people who also believe in that um it wasn't really the idea of manifestation that because like the, obviously moving around so much in my life, there wasn't really any figures that I was always surrounded by besides my parents. Right. So mm-hmm. they're my parents, like were my best friends and are my best friends, you know, and um, throughout all the places I've lived and all the friends I made, they've been those people for me. Um, and I don't think it was really that spirituality or manifestation, you know, it was more of them showing me and proving to me that hard work and dedication does have very nice results, you know, mm-hmm. um, results that are, you know, legitimate. And, and my dad has always taught me that not to give stuff up and, but also like making sure that you're really passionate about something before pursuing it. Um, but little lessons like that, I think added up to me also finding my own beliefs and stuff and, and what I like to do. And although, you know, there's obviously like moral, not moral, but like belief differences between mm-hmm. me and my parents, I think in the core, it's, it's really similar. And I got a lot of that from them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do, do you feel like, I feel like from just talking to you now, you've experienced a lot of change in your life. I feel mm-hmm. like you've been through not maybe like a lot of personal things, but I just think like you were always moving when you were young. Yeah. Are you grateful for that? Or do you feel like uh, you missed out on things growing up because you were always moving? Um, That's something that I've dwelled on a lot. And I've thought about it many, many, many times because I feel like there's a lot of times where I try to figure out who I am and that comes through very much in my music. Um, I have a song coming out this spring called foreign nights and it kind of describes my experiences with moving around and, and taking, and I think I really did. And I was young, so it's sort of excusable Mm -hmm. for me, but I did take advantage of the experiences that I had, you know, just not being aware of the gravity of living across the planet, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that there was sort of like a, a self-identity struggle very recently, you know, mm. trying to figure out what my personal mission was and, and what I wanted. And instead of trying to always, I think that moving around made me the type of person where I was always trying to please other people because I was always trying to prove myself because I was always that new guy, you know, mm. there's always something that I had to prove. And um, I think that showed a lot in my personality at certain points in my, in my, in my past. And uh sort of becoming more self-aware and more um, understanding of my, the way I work and the way my mind works compared Mm -hmm. to how other people work. Um, 
and and my girlfriend too you know like comparing how I am compared to her and and vice versa really it's given me a lot of thought especially lately in quarantine being inside and and locked down so much um but yeah I, I think it shaped me a lot and it's brought me to it's brought me through a lot and it'll bring me through a lot more if I could say it in a very simple form yeah I mean it's an advantage almost to having that new guy mentality because yep. you'll work twice as hard to get to the front because you yep. want to be noticed because you're the new guy. Yeah. So that's kind of really cool to hear because that transcends into music as well. Hundred you're percent. You're the new guy. There's a, there's a new guy every day. Hundred you know, percent. How, how are you going to set yourself aside from all yep. the other new guys? Yeah, that's why I think because like I I've I've always been someone very I don't know if it's like. I, I don't like to say entrepreneurial minded because it's not necessarily creating businesses, you know, but mm -hmm. I, the, the, the core definition of entrepreneur, you know, risk taker. Um, but I don't really see it as taking that risk. I think it's just been very easy for me to jump into new things. Um, so whether it was YouTube or writing articles or mm -hmm. making music, it's, it's been, um, I kind of like that chase of like mm -hmm. starting and um, it took a lot of time to find out what I actually enjoyed. So it took a lot of trial and then, you know, maybe this is not for me. And then music was finally the thing where I, I felt like I just really clicked and connected. And it's, um, you're right though, that new, that new guy mentality has been very, very helpful in all the stuff that I've pursued for sure. Have you ever heard of the group? Yes. Theory. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why their name is so good. So yeah. yes, theory Their their mantra is seek discomfort. You know, like yeah. you have to put yourself in situations that you are not comfortable in. And a lot of people struggle with that day to day. Yeah. But for just talking to you, I can tell that that doesn't affect you much. Do you like being uncomfortable in situations like in terms of just your surroundings and not, and being kind of a foreigner? I, I do. I really do. And something about, uh, something about that discomfort kind of gives me, um, it gives me motivation to show other people that they can also be uncomfortable mm. and that's okay. You know, um, I, I think that cause it, my main, my main thing here is like, I, I think that it took a lot for me to understand that. And it takes a lot more for other people to understand it. Cause some people live their whole lives, not being okay with being uncomfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. And I want to just be that guy where people can point and be like, like he's, he's uncomfortable and he's okay with that. And he's making something of it. And I want people to see that and apply it to their own lives and to their own missions and their own goals, because I really do believe that anybody can pursue anything if they, if they really, really want it bad enough. And if they think that, you know, they just got to take that leap stepping out of their comfort zone and yeah. it's important. Yeah. What's something that you've done that stepped you out of your comfort zone? What's something that comes to mind? Um, I honestly think, I think that's like sort of like puppy in a big dog world mm. vibe when I was writing for CBC. Um, mm. I, it was very innocent how it all came about. It was, I had a, an opinion on, on, you know, a topic and I sent them a pitch for an article um, just through their regular, you know, email and, and somebody saw it and somebody really liked the idea and it got real very quickly. Yeah. Um, I was getting called literally like five times a day by people asking me to uh, be on their show or talk about my article or um, just like crazy stuff. Like I, I was having people who were uh, from CBC Toronto that were trying to schedule to come to Montreal to my house uh, at an available time to interview me because they needed a footage for their uh, six o'clock news campaign. And what? Um, it, it was, it was, 
it was something that I had loved journalism and I was passionate about it and I had written stuff for fun, Mm -hmm. but it got, like I said, it got real very quickly. Can I ask what the article was about? It was actually, and, and and I'm no, cause like I, I still have been on and off with vaping, but it was about Uh how social media influences vaping. Um, I don't know if you remember that time where, where Snapchat was heavily writing and, and boosting articles about jewels in, in, in discover. Yep. And I just, that's what got me into vaping was Mm. mainly was, was literally man. Like, like I would go on the discover page on my Snapchat and I would see a jewel and I'd be like, fuck, like, I, sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to swear. Oh no, please swear. Um, (laughs) I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like I was like, (laughs) no, um, like I wanted to try that thing. Like I found it so great because I had one of the box mod vapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw those little sleek ones and I was like, I need to get my hands on that somehow. Yeah. And I ended up doing it. And I think that happened for a lot of people. Wow. So I wrote, wrote about that. Yep. I just, I wrote how I thought that it was ridiculous how um, the government goes to the length, like the extreme of banning all advertisements, even though it's a safer alternative from smoking. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they go and then there's people like Snapchat, those third party people who are publishing all this anti vape stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's doing the complete opposite to people. It's not driving them away from the vape. It's enticing them. And that was sort of the whole concept. And people really mm. grabbed onto that. Mm, yeah. Okay. So then how, how'd your like friends react to all of it when it happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's really funny, man, because it honestly, it resonated very well with people. Mm. Um, it was funny because the other day, uh, I got a message from someone who goes to my college and they're like, they're like, and, and they see me now, like very much as that, that rapper kid, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and they started just sent me a screenshot of the article and they're like, what the fuck? They're like, what is this? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it is what it is. Like you're seeing what it is. Yeah. Um, I can't really explain it much further than what you're seeing, but <laughs> it's dude, it's, but it's crazy how just even with the chaw thing and then the CBC thing, it was just very much an innocent, like, yeah. You, you probably had the feeling where you sent it. You're probably like, probably nothing's going to happen out of yeah. this, but whatever. And yeah. then you just caught off guard by that phone call. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, really? Like, <laughs> but it's crazy. It's a crazy like feeling to feel that. Cause for me, a little backstory about me. So yeah, I yeah. toured the country doing uh, MC work and music work for wow. a company called the color run. I'm okay. sure you know the color run. I don't know. It's yeah. a 5k yeah. throw paint and everything. Yeah. They have yes. some in Montreal. No way, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. 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 So I was the DJ guy in the States, the main guy, I would go to like 25 different cities every wow. year doing that. And the way that I got that was I went to an event. There was a guy on the stage doing what I ultimately ended up doing, but he was horrible at it. Yeah. Like he was just playing music off an iPad very boring just like classic just not good so i was like i literally went to the like you know when they after an event they'll send you like a survey like how did we do so i literally typed out like a full resume in that and just sent it and i was like i hope they read it they probably (laughs) don't like it's probably just an automated you know thing no one's gonna look at this and then two weeks go by i'm like in disney world about to go on a ride and I get a phone call from a random number and they're like, yeah, so we saw your thing. We'd love to give you a shot. We have a show in two weeks. Can you be there? And I'm like, sure. Like, sure. like yeah, 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 yeah. That like impulse, like, yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, be there. Like, like, but it's just innocent. And that's yeah. what's so in, like important for people to understand. Like, yeah, you got to just send that email, send that DM, yeah. send that text for whatever situation yeah. you're in, because 
nothing's going to come out of it if you don't yep. hit send. Yeah, it's it's so funny that, that that we talk about this because I'm I'm a firm believer in that. Like I I will do that. Like that is how I get, you know, that's how I get those opportunities is I shoot my shot, I introduce myself, you know, I want I want to be that guy who meets people, you know. I, I right. love meeting people. Um but I saw this I saw this video the other day that Scooter Braun posted, uh Justin Bieber's manager and it was of Travis Scott way before any of the fame, you know, he was still like eight people at his concert type thing. Yeah. And he sent him a text message to Scooter Braun and said, Hey, Mrs. Braun. Uh, and, and sort of, you know, like asked him for an opportunity. And now Travis Scott is one of the biggest artists on the planet, man, you know, it's, it's, it's and, and Scooter Braun never answered him, but that doesn't matter because he shot his shot with other people and it worked out. So there's what I've learned in the industry of creativity yeah is that there's more than one way to get to where you want to go. A hundred percent, man. And that's what's important. Uh, I talked to someone about there's a GPS. It's like a GPS. You know, if you miss that road, there's always yeah. another way to get to there. Where it reroutes, going. exactly. So it's important to understand that if you if you miss that turn or you go backwards, like it's, it's okay. You're still going to get there. The pursuit yeah. of your dream is as long as you work hard and you get to where you get to somewhere where you think you wanted to be, maybe that's still getting to somewhere, you know, yeah, it's hundred percent. It's amazing, dude. Um, I want to talk to you about your name. So yeah. 40 mil. Yeah. <laughs> very distinguished, unique name. Thank you. There's gotta be a story behind it. Yes. So what's yes. the story? Thank you for asking, man. <laughs> Cause uh, 40 mil at first, every time you'd Google 40 mil, it was just that Tyga song that would come up. <laughs> yes. So I'm happy that I've moved on from that now. And, and there's more uh, stuff of me on, on the, on the internet. But yeah. uh, that, that name is really interesting because I went through in my short time coming up, I went through a lot of names and a lot of decision-making when it came to that stuff. Um, it started out as Alu, which was stood for the fashion blog that I had at the time, which was all uncommon. Okay. Um, and then from there it went to, uh, I think it was 40 cruise, 40 cruise um, okay. because the highway that I live on that my town is, is in is, is highway 40. So, uh, and I would go to my friend's studio who is also in the same town that I'm in very, very small town outside of Montreal. Um, and we would just make music, man, like really innocent music. There's a song on my Spotify called hold me which is one of the songs that we made and recreated for my Spotify. Mm. Um, but, you know, it was that vibe and, and I wanted to just capture those vibes in my name of cruising down the 40, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then that um, ultimately came into 40 mil, which was paying homage to Mac Miller after he died. And I was making my debut onto the streaming platforms from SoundCloud. And I wanted to really pay homage to someone who was a big part of why I release music now. Um, mm. so mill is for Mac Miller. Um, really? So it's 40 mil. So for the highway and, and my, you know, basis here and then Mac Miller. Yeah. So let's dive into Mac Miller then. And I'll yeah. tell you my background on Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, I always enjoyed his music when I was coming up in high school. Yeah. Nike's on my feet, all of that. And then I kind of stopped listening through the really good times. Like I didn't start listening to swimming and everything until after he died really. Okay. Um, and what's another little side fact about me, I was opening for Pauly D the night that, uh, Mac Miller died oh my and God. it happened one hour before my set maybe. And I went in and I changed my set and I played a Mac Miller song that night. Wow. And it's one of my favorite memories of all time associated with Mac Miller. Wow. So 
what's your background with him? Because obviously he's had a tremendous impact on your life and your creative yeah. career. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, and I mean, it, it goes, it goes way back, but it's, it's complicated because I only really started to appreciate his music when swimming came out. Okay. So, and I think that was the case for, for quite a few of his fans that mm-hmm. are like pretty diehard nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he, he got very personal with those albums. Um, but uh, it, it, it started with me liking thrift shop by Macklemore. <laughs> really? And I, I was looking for thrift shop in my playlist, couldn't find it. So I typed in Macklemore and underneath Macklemore was Mac Miller. And I was like, <laughs> I literally was, I, I just thought to myself, I was like, I was like, huh, they both rap. They're both white and their names are very, very fucking similar. So I click, that's very, like, it's super innocent. Once again, it's just how it all started. Ain't that a bitch though that Mac, yeah. Macklemore's above Mac Miller? <laughs> I know, man. That was ridiculous, bro. Now that I think back on it. Um, it's a great thing to happen. It back is, in the day. it is. Yeah, it gave me some exposure. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I listened to kids at that point and I didn't listen to it on, I got it off LimeWire. Wow. Um which is hilarious now that I, you know, now that knowing the whole Spotify takeover of the world, you know? Yeah. LimeWire's um, oh go- my God. goaded. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, bro. I still have songs I listen to from LimeWire. Me too. Me too. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, man, that it, it sort of like went on hold for a little bit. And then um, when he, right when he dropped swimming, I was, I asked, I asked my dad cause his work can get him some tickets sometimes for concerts mm-hmm. at the bell center. And I was like, I really need to see fucking Mac Miller, you know? Yeah. And very, very, very shortly after he died. And that's when he died. I was like, I was like, this album just became so much more for me because yeah. I didn't realize how much he meant to me and my creativity until he died, you yeah. know? Cause it felt like, I just lost a little bit of hope because mm-hmm. he had so much, he was, he was, he was really at what was going to become Drake status, you know? Oh I yeah. Think. And he was coming to a whole new level of creativity and music quality. And um, I would not be where I am musically if it wasn't for him. Guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, Guaranteed. dude, Mac died at such a yeah. pivotal point in his career. Yeah. And, and I hate that a lot of his deaths affiliated with Ariana Grande because I know it, though that may have had an impact, like, there's mm-hmm. still more there's a deeper issue there but yeah we we as fans as unfortunate as passing was missed out on the next big step in his career very because, very disappointing yeah. yeah like it was gonna be like you said drake status yeah. like yeah. i feel like it'd be bigger he'd be bigger than like post malone right yeah. now you know like 100 percent, man he'd be world tour stadium yeah. tour status um you- if you listen to like what other artists say about Mac Miller when, and, and one of my other favorite artists, um, Mac DeMarco, who's a very, very beloved Canadian artist. Um, they got along so well, but their music styles are so different. Mm -hmm. And same thing with like Thundercat, you know, like Mm -hmm. very different style. Anderson Pock. These are guys that Mac was uber close with Mm -hmm. and, and, Mac was a rapper and these guys were, you know, they had their own genres, mm-hmm. but he blended so much. And I think we would have seen a lot of that type of collaboration. Yeah. And that's something that I was like, I respect that a lot. And I want to pursue that in my own music. And that has given me a lot of the sort of open-mindedness and creativity to, to do what I want to do in my music career. And that's just to answer your question about like what I gained from him. It was a lot, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I had a similar 
feeling to you yeah. dude mac died when for electronic music when avici passed mm-hmm. away yeah man um as groundbreaking as an individual he was in the electronic genre like blending country and electronic mm-hmm. like without him the edm scene really isn't as even close guaranteed. to being as big as it is now guaranteed but it was a similar feeling to when he died where it almost felt like just a piece of you leaves in a way yep. of someone you've never met before, yeah. but you Super know them weird. Yeah. so personal in the lyrics. Yeah. So is that what you focus on mainly in your music is just like hitting them in the heart with your lyrics sometimes? So, cause like I, I have such a, I don't know if this is like a, th- I've never really spoken about this with other artists. Um, but something I find is I can't, I have a really hard time uh hearing my own lyrics after i after i finish a song so like mm-hmm. i'll listen i'll listen to the song and, and it's hard to explain man like i'll listen to the song and i'll i'll hear the song but i have a really hard time like connecting myself to it even though mm-hmm. it's all my emotion it's all my my lyricism my songwriting you know my emotion in the song i have i i almost feel as if i'm listening to um the 40 mil side of me because Mm. I, I do believe that the Tyler Barone side of me wouldn't be able to express that type of deep emotion through a microphone, you know? Mm. And that's something that I rely on a lot for 40 mil. And I, I do think that if people, um, cause Ty Barone and 40 mil are the same person, but at the same time, there's a lot of differences. And I think that it's funny because my biggest inspiration has like an Elias, you know, Larry yeah. Fisherman and yeah, and stuff, but it has nothing to do with that. You know, it's sort of just like, it's sort of just like people can see a very personal side of me through 40 mil, mm. but through a very informal presence, you know, mm. more of a, a stage style, but um, it's, it's weird because it's that perfect balance of personal and impersonal. And I think that's what really is conveyed through my music. And I think that reads with people. So it's important for you, you would say yeah. to, separate the entity of 40 mil from Ty. I think, I think in a certain sense, mm-hmm. I think in a certain sense, because um, like sort of like my Ty Barone side of things, like I use that. It's funny that the way I use the two names, but I use that name to sort of uh, put out my journalism stuff. Mm. Like I'm still passionate about it, you know? Yeah, so like yeah. I want, I want a vestibule to be able to, to put that into the world. So that's yeah. sort of where I do that. And then 40 mil is very, very very musically oriented and Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's just you know the two sides of my brain going off you know so yeah it's one person two personalities type thing yeah it's important though to be able to switch that gear in your head you know like for me i very much go into podcast mode and host mode and all that and then i like to be able to step away from it and listen to it from a perspective of not knowing who the hell i'm listening to yeah it's it's almost like a imposed imposter syndrome like i like feeling like i don't know who i'm listening to even though i know 100 percent it's me yeah it's it's interesting have you ever felt imposter syndrome like did you ever feel like you were somewhere where like you're like holy shit i can't believe i'm like sitting right here like oh my god what am i doing here i don't belong here kind of thing i get that feeling so much man like it's it's so weird and um I, i got that feeling like you know throughout the different stuff like like that I've done and um it never gets old you know the feeling like it's yeah it's so it's so weird because you're sitting there and you're like you're like why am like why am I here like I don't know it's it's such an interesting like am I me am I 
am I here or yeah. is it like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's funky. It's a weird ass feeling, bro. Yeah. Well, like, it's like you, when you were listening to your music on the radio, you said that you were feeling this yeah. feeling that you couldn't process until no. three days later. Yeah. It's the same thing where it's like, you're sitting around people that, you know, you probably shouldn't be sitting around, but like, yeah. you know, you deserve to be there kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's a constant like, battle. I don't see my, and like, this must be like, I think about this all the time, but it must be crazy for someone like Drake, you know, like, yeah, I can't imagine what that feels like for him because he's on, I, I don't think there's ever been or will be an artist like Drake for a very long time, at least because he's dominating the music industry right now. And he, he's Michael Jackson of the he time. Is, he is. And he he's is. like, like that feeling for him. I, I can't even imagine. Cause just me going to a show and performing for like, 150 people and 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 being played on a local radio like mm -hmm. it already feels ridiculous yeah you know? even just like for me like seeing my podcast on spotify yeah even though yes, i know how yes, easy yes, it is yes. to get content on spotify yeah. but like i'm still on spotify like yeah. my name if you look it up is that like yes. that's so cool to me yes I creating feel, creating that huge. like profile and stuff is yeah. like so aesthetically like I just love all, all aspects of that, man. It, it brings yeah. such a fat smile to my face. Yeah. It's just like, what am I doing on Apple music right oh, now? Oh man. Right? I know. I know. Like I don't fucking belong. Yeah. Here, <laughs> like what am I doing? <laughs> um, okay. So what are some of your, you know, like non musical inspirations? Like what do you, what do you do or something that is not musical related or creative related at all that has a big influence on your creative career? Um, I used to read a lot. I haven't read in a while, um, but a lot of what I've learned has been from books and, and very, it's been very inspiring for me. Um, also, uh, also just son, like spending time with my girlfriend and, and really getting down to the basics and like the really simple stuff, because um, even as a small time artist coming up, you know, it's, you get a lot in your own head. Mm -hmm. which is something lately, like very recently I've been, I've been struggling with, you know, like getting in my own head and comparing myself on social media. And um, it's, it's difficult. And it's something that I think a lot of people that spend a lot of time promoting themselves on the internet goes, like, goes through, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I try to really stay, I try to stay simple. I try to stay positive. I try to, uh, you know, go for walks and I live in a very beautiful area mm -hmm. in terms of like trees and forests and stuff. And there's a lot of stuff to gain from that. Um, yeah, but I, I, going up to my cottage and stuff is, is stuff that I, I like to do to sort of, it, it, it's funny because it doesn't, it has nothing to do with being creative, but it mm -hmm. gets the creative juices flowing, you know, just decompressing literally just Literally. not focusing on it yeah. makes you create something that you didn't even know you wanted to create. Yep. I actually wrote, it's, it's really cool to think about now that I go back and listen to the song, but I wrote and mixed and mastered the entire song desires at my cottage. And that was the song that ended up on the radio. Um, and, it, and it was in a place crazy. where you probably had never really created before. Never, man. I set up my studio really sketchy in the basement with my chaotica eyeball thing. And <laughs> uh you know got to work and it, it came out to be that vibe that I wanted to capture and that's the amazing thing about it so regular day stuff regular life stuff really gives me that inspiration yeah yeah it's it's beautiful like I'm kind of right now I'm in a really makeshift setting as well like mm -hmm. this is my studio that I'm in I just moved into a new house so I'm nice. really on a like on a little rickety desk just set yeah. up like ready for <laughs> us to go but 
again, it's an uncomfortable setup, but you create gold out of it because you yes. know you're uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's just, again, the, it's like Mac Miller said, it's a beautiful thing. It's it a is beautiful a beautiful thing. thing. Um, 40 mil, man. That's uh, when you think of that name right now. Yeah. Where you're at right now, everything you're going through right now. When If you look ahead 20 years from now, mm-hmm. what is the 40 mil legacy? 20 years from now, um, I'm really, I'm really focused on, on, on just growing not only my audience, but sort of a family like surrounding Mm -hmm. 40 mil. Um, it's something that's very difficult, you know, it's like growing the fan base from the beginning. Um, but to see what I've accomplished in, in one and a half years of, of doing this, like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even imagine what five whole years would look like. And five whole years goes by real quick, you know, real fast. Um, and, and I think that, I think that I do see a lot of success for myself and the people that I work with in, in the very near future. And it, it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of time and, and commitment and stuff, but I'm fully invested and, and I'm really excited to see what the future holds for sure. You're committed. That's, that's the biggest thing is you're just yeah. committed to it. Like there's no, there's no stopping you. And I think no. that's what stops a lot of people is that they yeah. have that one thing that stops them. Yeah. But just from our conversation today, like, and knowing you only for an hour, like it's Thank just, you, you have that mindset where it's like, I want to get it done. I don't care how I'm going to get there. I'm going to send that email. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And if I Thank get you, it, man. I get it. And I'm going to write it. And I love that. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I think I think also just speaking with you for the last hour, I've really uh, I've really gotten to chop it up. And I think that I think that stuff like this flows really naturally when you get along with the person, you know. So thank you so much for having me on, first of all, because I love doing stuff like this. It's so fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing because now I have a new friend. Yeah, Uh, I was talking to my girlfriend before we started. I was like, man, this is kind of the first guest that I've had on the show, really, where I don't know them whatsoever. I don't know anything about them. I know that they're creative, but I don't know anything personal about them. And that's something that, you know, in my past episodes, usually they're my friends or someone who I have some type of connection with, but I was kind of nervous a little when I usually aren't nervous for this because I didn't know you, but it's amazing because we have only known each other for an hour, but this episode has been so kick ass. Yes. Yes, it has been. I, I completely fully agree with you. And I think that it's crazy and I, I, I respect you for reaching out, man, because, you know, it's it, it just takes that one person to see that in you and want to get that interview done. And I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah, man. I think it's good to know that there's other people that have the same mindset as me, where it's yeah. like, if one grows, we all grow. Exactly. Uh, knowing you and knowing your story now to be able to put it on my platform and show it to my audience is something yeah. that I take pride in. And having your friends, your followers listen yeah. to my show uh, everyone wins. Everyone exactly. wins here. And exactly. that's, that's the community that I want to build. I love with it. This is just everyone wins. If they come on the show, we, we all get bigger, we all get better and we all do bigger things. That's it, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, man. 40 mil brother. I appreciate you. My first international guest, which is <laughs> Thank pretty you fucking so much. sick. Uh, 40 mil episode 78 of colorful convos. I appreciate you, brother. Be careful. Be safe. I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy, man. Wait, time out. Hold on. We got to, we're not done yet. Hold on. We're not done yet. If you got a sec, I got it. We didn't talk about your new song coming out. Oh my God. Oh my God. We got so caught up in conversation that we didn't talk about the new song. (laughs) So time out. (laughs) Move for me. Coming out March 26th. Yes. Um, This Friday. 
people are going to hear a little snippet of it at the end of this episode here. Yeah. Um, tell me about that song and your process in that. Okay. So that song, uh, the, the instrumental for that song, cause I don't make all my instrumentals. Um, none of my instrumentals are on Spotify at the moment. They're sort of in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the first producers I worked with on like when my music was on Spotify mm-hmm. and that beat is from the first pack he ever sent me. And it's really, really old. Wow. And I had recorded just a little vocal of, of the chorus um, over top of it and let it sit in my hard drive for oh, like this whole time, like over a year and a half. And I finally ended up doing something with it a couple months ago. Um, and I just finished up the whole track and I'm so excited for it to drop because I, I just had to wait to get to that level of mixing and mastering yeah. to, like where I, where I could achieve what I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm there and it's releasing, it's kind of surreal to think that it's been sitting for so long, but, um, I'm in love with it. And I, I really can't wait for people to hear it. It's, it's sort of shaping the new sound I'm going for. Mm, it was, it's crazy to know that like it was in your laptop, just sitting there, just yeah. beauty, just marinating and marinating. Yeah, literally, literally. And you knew that you wanted to do something with it, but you knew you weren't ready because you had respect exactly. for it. And you were like, exactly. I'm not going to mess with it until I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Cause some songs, you know, like, you can make it better, but you don't want to because that's what it is, you know? Like, that's what the song is. Right. And this one, for me, like, I knew what I wanted it to sound like, and I didn't want to pursue it until I knew that I could hit it, you know? Mm. Until I, like, And it took practicing of, you know, hitting the keys mm. and um, all that stuff, but I ended up doing it, and I'm so excited that it's dropping, and I'm going to have cool visuals coming out for it at some point mm. in uh, April. So I'm really excited for the whole drop. Any backstory on the song? Um, the song, uh, so the, the, the song in general is sort of just based around a really romantic night mm-hmm. with, with a girl, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've come to, and I've only been dating my girlfriend for three years, which is long in some people's eyes it's and long. short in other people's yeah. eyes. Um, but, uh, I've learned a lot about love and about commitment and stuff. And that song is just very sensual because I wanted to capture that sort of romantic, sensual vibe of being in love and and having a good night with the girl you love mm-hmm. and laughing and, you know, just enjoyable moments that we see very little of nowadays with COVID. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's very it's a very yeah. visual song for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. But like you said, it, it was very much a romantic vibe to it. Like we're having a yeah. good time kind of kind of night. And exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for people to listen to it. So me too, man. March 26, move for me on all streaming platforms. And you yes, are getting sir. a little sample of it right now. Enjoy. 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 Take a minute just to face down when I'm missing on ya. Look, she said we gon' lose, but I know that she be frontin' on me. Penthouse views of the coast, the moon it rises slowly. My bottles are so rock like decorations in the bedroom. Look up at the Ty 40 mil. Thanks so much, bro, for being on the show. I appreciate it. It was so nice to finally get to meet you. I think the beauty of this is me and 40 mil have never met in person. I've never met him. I knew him mutually through social media, through Choff. And to be able to have him on my show and get to know him as well as you did, uh, it's super awesome. And that's kind of the feeling that I want when you come to the show. Uh, I was pretty nervous for this episode, I'm not going to lie, just in terms of not knowing who my guest is. I like to kind of have a background on who I'm interviewing and who I'm talking to. But the beauty of this conversation was 
really just getting to notice know someone for the first time and i think that's the amazing part of having a conversation so 40 mil brother i hope you enjoyed it it was so nice to finally meet you make sure you check out move for me that was the song that you just heard and stream his music on spotify and apple march 26 move for me comes out 40 mil peace